This is The CW Spiral, a podcast run by three survivors of the CW's colon in 2022. We're your hosts, Sabrina Reed, Michael Patterson, and Reed Gowden, bringing you history about the network and the WB, the latest news and in-depth sportable discussions of the best and messiest shows to ever grace the small screen. So we are back to talk about Tarzan, episode two. There are, there's no CW news, so we're just going to skip right on ahead to our hyper-focus. Um, we did do some, like, deep diving to see, like, what may have caused the cancellation of the show. And first off, it was airing on Sundays. But it was paired with Charmed. So, I mean, they were getting the, I feel like the programmer knew what to do as far as putting the show with uh, another show that would, could lead into it well. It's a good pairing. I might dare to say that Smallville might have been a mm-hmm. better pairing, but mm-hmm. eh, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah. I know, I think Smallville would have worked well with that, but it's not. It's also not the worst pairing because we we were kind of racking our brains as to why a show like this didn't work and thought, oh, was maybe paired with the wrong thing. Sunday night, maybe, looking back, is an odd night for something as, like, um, a fantasy as this, maybe, I don't know. But pairing it with Charmed, I think, worked really worked really well. So it's a shame that it didn't take off in the way that we hoped it would. But when you see what it was up against, it kind of makes sense. Yes. Uh, alias. <laughs> like that already big portion of the audience gone. You have Malcolm in the Middle and Arrested Development. CBS Sunday movies. I mean, families love to sit on the couch and watch TV together. So that gets rid of some of that dem- demographic. And then Law and Order Criminal Intent. Now, I don't know how well that show did, but if you had to pick a cop drama, would you pick, like, if you're really into the Law and Order franchise, would you skip over to Tarzan? I don't know. Would you even yeah, know it's a cop I mean, drama? Like- yeah, Law and Order, Criminal Intent, and Alias kind of feel in the same realm of the show, but they're like dark, twisty, like mm-hmm. crime stuff. Granted, there's a man jumping on buildings, and that's like not happening in either of these shows. Well, I mean, Jennifer Garner did scale a few buildings in her day on Alias, but I, it just feels like they put it against things that were too similar. Mm. I don't know. I mean, the outliers, I feel like, are Malcolm in the Middle and the Rest of Development, but even then those seem like they could have skewed younger as well and if you're not into tarzan then maybe you're tuning into something else yeah it does make you wonder because like tarzan's kind of an all but forgotten piece of history hack i hate to say it kind of a forgotten piece of history but like irrespective of what you're watching irrespective of what your genres are all of those shows that it was up against 20 years later we know all of them by name well so they're all like major properties we don't like how, how could it have stood a chance against them? You'd think maybe with an IP like Tarzan, it could have popped, but the stars just didn't align, especially when it was up against heavy bits like that. I know, it's unfortunate. I feel like had it had more room to breathe or perhaps not have been like a fall show, if it maybe been run in the summer or in the mid-season, mm-hmm. it could have done better. I don't know. I mean, it's like when you're trying to like think of the schedule from way back then, uh, like just figuring out where would you place Tarzan in the landscape of 2003? And I'm not sure, but they did know what they wanted to replace it with, which was reruns of One Tree Hill in December. And then then by January, they had The Surreal Life, which was a reality TV show. And I'm not going to lie, a tad offended. <laughs> like, how do we go from Tarzan to The Surreal Life? I don't know. I mean, but if it, I feel like, I think this real life only lasted for one season on the WB. So, I mean, karma. Hmm. <laughs> I take that and internalize it and try to feel a little bit better. <laughs> but yeah, clearly, like, they, One Tree Hill was the other, I don't know how many new shows they had this season, but One Tree Hill, I feel like, also premiered in 2003 this fall. So they clearly were like, oh, that's a hit. And we're going to bank on this, cut Tarzan, and just mm-hmm. put it where Tarzan was to try to uplift this time slot. I see the strategy. It's just a bummer that it is partially probably what caused the casualty of our guy, Tarzan. Yeah. I mean, One Tree Hill was in the beginning years of the teen drama. Pick, where mm-hmm. I mean, it was taking over the airwaves. So perhaps Tarzan was just slotted in at a time in which people were moving towards the scandalous lives of 16 and 17 year olds. And look, once you had to battle with um, 
the OC. So they they had their own war to fight mm-hmm. in this season. <laughs> it did well though, because we all know what one Tree Hill. Uh, such a good show. Not to go, not to derail away from Tarzan. It's just you bring up One Tree Hill and my heart goes, Oh yes. Just reminds me of that time in my life when I watched so much teen dramas because I was an actual teenager. It just felt right in the pocket. They don't have that now. Mm-hmm. Well they do, but it's all on streaming. Yeah, it's different. It is. I will say though, as far as like Eric Kripke's show, it is interesting to know that Tarzan is his first show. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it's, it was his first time out the gate because um, he was a movie man and he developed it with Mike Werb and Michael Collery, which they all they both come from film as well. So looking back at the pilot, it's like this makes so much sense because the pilot really does feel like a TV movie, but it would because it's made by filmmakers. <laughs> yeah, it's cinematic, but it has those flourishes of like someone was like, "You're making a TV show," and they had to like throw in like little things that don't feel very like like. No, again, no hate to Leighton, but like her, the inclusion of her character feels very much like we need somebody at home mm-hmm. with Jane, and that feels she might not exist in a movie, and that feels very TV. Um, but yeah, that you can tell this is a first show. It's so like ambitious and so uh, focused, and then there are the little threads here and there that are kind of like yeah but i'll get into that as we get into episode two um but i also love the wb for taking so many chances on first time showrunners like ryan murphy and greg williams like you can just see that it's where they really fostered new talent Mm -hmm. and new talent that really stood the test of time because like these three names like if you watch tv you know them yeah, exactly. And like we talk about TV shows that stood the test of time and that ones we're still talking about 20 years later. Those three name drops right there, Eric Kripke, Ryan Murphy and Greg Bernante. Two decades later, we all know who they were. So it was great. To, I'm sure it was great for them to be part of that environment. And it's, it's kind of wonderful to look back on and see where they all began on the W Bay. And because it really was like a, a vibe and a time to be alive for like consuming content and, and those kinds of shows. So um, just to, just to know that some of your faves or some of the all-time greats of television originated there, it's quite nice to look back on. It is. And then when you take in the context, at least for Tarzan, there were some great gets. Like to move into episode two, Lucy Lawless is Kathleen Clayton. Xena herself is in this show. They clearly invested in it and wanted it to work. It just didn't for some reason. But like, She's fantastic in this. Like, I really believe this was her first Kathleen. one, right? Her she wasn't in the pilot. Yeah, she mm-hmm. wasn't in the pilot. Mm-mm. Okay, I like I I'm watching the episode and I'm like, were you in the first one? <laughs> I couldn't remember. <laughs> <laughs> like, she fit so like seamlessly in that I was like, you've either been here the whole time and I forgot, or this is your first episode. <laughs> it was, and I think I think the first time we came across her was in the opening credits when it actually said Lucy Lawless, and I was like, she's in this. Yeah, um, I'm like, who is that? <laughs> yeah, exactly, and that's the thing we did say last week was very uh, cinematic for a premiere. The first episode was very much like a mini movie. And it does, it get rem- it gives me shades of the original Wonder Woman series, which was an ABC TV movie. And it was so successful. It told a start, middle and end of a story, but it was so successful. ABC was like, hang on a minute, we can turn this into a series. This, even though this wasn't the obvious plan with Tarzan, because it was always getting geared to be a TV series, it definitely feels like, this is where the television aspect of it starts because last week was kind of an open and closed book. Whereas now we have, and it was also an, an open and closed movie book. There were very cinematic stuff in it and it felt like it told the whole story. Whereas now we're getting more of the TV elements of it. We're getting more of the procedural elements of it. We're getting more like a sibling war over a business that has like family ties and history. That's such a soap trope and it works quite well here, but it's a completely different arc than anything we saw in the pilot episode. So mm-hmm. it, it's a it's a different vibe, definitely, for a second episode. Yeah, I not to get into the my critiques of the episode. Like, I don't really have that many, but like the inclusion of Kathleen, like her coming into the show, felt very much like um, the WB sticking their hand in the pot and being like, "We need something that will attract maybe female viewers to get that soapier element into the show." Um, and it's not that it felt out of place because I very much loved it, but it's like we have this like gritty cop show and then we have like this fantasy light kind of because it's like 
it's not supernatural, even though it is kind of supernatural that he can like hear things and smell things <laughs> and jump on buildings. It's very much grounded in reality, but it's still fantastical. And then we have like this slightly high camp dynasty, like we're fighting over money aspect. It is kind of like, it feels like, I don't know who it was, but it feels like Eric was being pulled in different directions and trying to make it all work or like not even just Eric, the whole team. And when it's in, when you're launching a new show, sometimes you can kind of see where the strings are being pulled, especially in this time, like everything wrote on the show being a success. So like the network, the studio were giving notes and you just had to take them. But now I feel like there's creators allowed to create a little bit more without the voices from people. Um, but that's something I noticed in this episode is that it just kind of felt like they were tossing more things in. And I feel for me, it, it all worked, but you could like my writer brain was like, Oh, I can kind of see where that feels like they were like, oh, we're making a TV show on the WB and we need to toss more things in to make it, to put it in the promos, to make it look juicy and enticing to watch. I don't know. I'm interested to hear what you guys thought about the vibe of episode two. Well, to piggyback off what you said about the female demographic and trying to pull them into it, that would have worked on me. Uh, because <laughs> like it would have like if you if I had like missed the pilot but then you showed a promo of Lucy Lawless in it I'm immediately going to be like what's Zena doing in here what is she like especially like having seen the pilot and now that we're talking about it um, Jane needed another woman to speak to because she only had her little sister everybody else on the show that has a part is a man and that's another thing yeah. you I again I love Leighton so much and I love this character, but she has nothing to do with the plot of the show. She's no. just mm -hmm. at home with Jane. And that's a another thing that I've noticed about like my writer brain was like Leighton had or Nikki, I'll call her by the character. She has less to do with the plot than um Mike, Jane's boyfriend, and he's not a main caster. <laughs> she is. So I was like, <laughs> they're just trying to get the the younger girl in the cast is the WB but I'm like they really have given her nothing to do and she has no real relevance to the plot as much well, they, as I love her I love her I want her to do more but it seemed like they kind of just like don't know what to do with her well they probably do I feel like the note was you need more women in here yeah. like you, mm -hmm. and so they're like I have to figure that out and I'm going to but we also don't know what we're going to do with them and I get that. I understand that. But give the lady something to do. Maybe in the later episodes, we'll get more involvement um, from Nikki's character and perhaps more information on Kathleen. We are kind of pretty wooden. Um, they're not, well, they are archetypes. Right? You have plucky little sister who's going to college and we haven't seen the college yet. And then we got introduced to Kathleen, who looks like she's going to be like the antithesis of Richard. Which could be fine, but I want more complexity from her than I'm the good one and you're the mm -hmm. bad one. And I'm going to uphold our brother's legacy. And I don't know what you're doing over there, but I'm trying to stop you. Mm -hmm. She's clearly I'm got something. She's got a, a wild streak. Oh, really? I want to know about think it. So? <laughs> I, well, I mean, she's giving. Maybe it's just I'm projecting dynasty onto her but i'm like you're you're <laughs> giving like a new character that's got like a secret an ace up your sleeve i don't know i don't fully trust her but i love her you know what i mean yeah i, I get where you're coming <laughs> from because at the start uh, when we first saw it, their public personas richard kind of gives off this more kind of warm public persona where she kind of gave it was a bit more ruthless because she's had to fight powerful. for what she wanted powerful exactly and then when we got to know her a bit more, we're like, wait, 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 wait. She might be the good one. She has layers. And I'm like, is this twist come too soon? Will it, will it end up coming back to bite them? Because obviously we will not dive right towards the end of it. But when uh, Jane finally does bring Tarzan to uh, his aunt's house, we don't get to see what happens there. The big reunion happens off screen, apart from the fact that she sees he's there. She takes him to get medical attention. That's that. We don't know what this woman does whenever she's not on screen. So I think there's definitely an air of mystery there that will come back up. I hope she's good. But, I, you know, when they do something like his Tarzan's now in a safe place very, very quickly. He's away from his uh, uncle very, very quickly. And it's like, is that it? Uh, where are we going to go there? You know what I mean? So I'm like, there, I feel like there has to be more to it than that. And I feel like there's layers to this woman and I'd like to know what she's 
like completely when not on screen. You brought up a really uh, interesting point, which is, did this happen too soon? Which is the question I was asking a lot in the episode, Um, which is great. The pacing, I think, is amazing. But I do think sometimes it exhausted the the longevity of the plot because, um, again, it's kind of like uh, catch and release Tarzan. We're trying to get him. He's, you know, escaping and he's going to Jane and Jane saying no. And, um, and bringing him to his aunt is kind of like, oh, okay, that happened within two hours of the show when I feel like that could have been extended a few episodes. But, like, again this is a first time, you know, showrunner creating a television series and maybe it's tougher to figure out how to like extend story points and make it not like just dragging it out. Um, but there were certain like storylines where I'm like, Oh, I could see how they could have like milked that for a few episodes and not just like milk it in a way that is uh, dreadful on the audience, but like, take your time a little bit more and like put mm-hmm. things in. But I also do think as much as I loved the procedural aspect of it, I do think in this time, there are some shows that like started a little bit more procedural. And then as they aged, they were able to like branch out into serialization a little bit more. Even if there were like season long arcs, there were still like those episodic, like standalone stories, mm-hmm. like Smallville, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see where maybe he, the writers felt a little bit pigeonholed by like, oh, we have to have a case of the week. Tarzan has to save the day every week with Jane. Um, So that was another like aspect from my writer brain. And just like knowing like the history of the show and it only being eight episodes and the creator being like, eh, eh. Um, just trying to be like, what would have made this show, which I really enjoy and really love. Like, come on, it's, you know, 2003 in a nutshell like in my eyes perfect whatever but like what would have made this show like in hindsight like what would have made it like boom flourish like on arrival and i don't know maybe being leaning a little bit more into like the fantasy and maybe not setting it in new york maybe making up a city (laughs) i I feel like so one of the you're right. I feel like we're about to like head into our critique side of it and we haven't really praised the episode that much. But I feel like it's really with this being like what we receive after the pilot, which opens the world up. We're not I feel like the door is only on a crack. And I feel like episode two should have pushed us all the way through. I think my like the biggest qualm besides running through plots that actually would have served better for a mid-season finale or a season finale um, is that because we're doing case of the week, we're, we're not getting enough of Tarzan exploring New York City just to explore it. Uh, there's this moment in the in episode two, um, right after he and Jane have like yet another moment and they go save a woman who was screaming and she's like covered in blood and he's like looking at her and he's you could see he's just disgusted with the way humanity is in the city. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is a great character moment that's happening just on his face. There's no dialogue for it. But I couldn't help but wonder, besides the time when we saw him seeing the musicians play on the, um, were they either they were actual drums or were we doing, we were banging on trash can tops. I can't remember. But I'm like, it's New York City. I don't know if we didn't have permits or whatever. Why isn't he just, why aren't we seeing him explore it? Because there's mm-hmm. good, there's a good side to humanity and there's a bad side to humanity. But Tarzan's mostly seeing the bad. And I feel like, if we wanted to broaden the show, if we wanted to get more character development in there, you would need to see him coming into contact with people and figuring it, figuring people out and figuring out the environment rather than him just like dropping into like some of the worst things people can do to, to others. Mm-hmm. And to that point, like, there's a lot of good stuff like thematically in this episode too, to the point where I was like, are we doing a story about racial profiling or are we, is that just kind of like a, subtexts because like it was there but it was kind of like not the point of the episode you know what i mean yeah Mm -hmm. i saw that it is 
it was interesting because you could see where they were going, but I wasn't, I couldn't quite tell if it was purposeful at first. And until yeah. we get that scene with Michael, he's investigating the, well, he's interrogating the young man and you could tell he's brought his personal feelings into the room, which is like a good commentary on what happens um, when law enforcement doesn't check what happened at home at the door and instead use it as a means of trying to like entrap somebody, even though that kid didn't do like, like yes, he he did a crime, but it wasn't the crime you're trying to pin on him. Um, and so it's like, oh, that's very interesting. But I'm also like, was it purposeful or did you find your way there? Um, and now you kind of want to explore, but you don't have enough time. So we're just going to, it's like when you, when you have a lot of ideas and you can't pin them down, but you yeah. want the tasters, you put the taster in there instead of making the whole episode about that. It's like they kind of gave it a name toward the end of the episode. I think they had Sam and Jane talk about it mm -hmm. a little bit, but I was like, it didn't really seem like that was the point of the B plot case of the mm -hmm. week thing. And also, it wasn't <laughs> that interesting. <laughs> if I'm being honest, like, mm -hmm. as I've seen more interesting, like, cases of the week. Mm -hmm. Just and it never that out there. It never really got the focus it needed to. I, I do feel and like I don't the, think that it was supposed to be. I think it was just like a means to a yeah. Tarzan end, which is fine. That's fine. It That's, was entertaining. Like, I wasn't not entertained, but I was just like, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I feel like this episode kind of had. Too, too much going on and not all of it really kind of got delved into in the way like to go back to Sabrina's point about not seeing Tarzan enough I agree with that I was kind of pleasantly surprised after he had that first run in Majin in her bedroom when the scene broke we followed Tarzan in, for a little bit as he went out into the uh, into the city um and those scenes are so good. Obviously, it's cool to see such the vivid, the vivid effects and the cityscapes and the, the night sky and the, the morning the sunrise and all of that. But it's nice to spend more time with him. But this episode didn't want to do this after that, because afterwards, now that he's out of his uncle's grasp, we don't get to see what he does in his own time, apart from that one time that he saved the woman because it served the plot, which then started that like can we even call it a secondary subplot? It was kind of a tertiary subplot because there was so much going on. Um, and then uh, uh, you, you, I feel like the, the storyline with his aunt kind of took sack at center stage. Um, and of course, his uncle as well. So we're talking about all, he's still the focus of everybody's story, but the leading character and the lead actor is not in it as much, if you know what I mean. And I feel like this was maybe just a little bit jumbled. I loved all of what they were doing. I just think maybe... They had too much going on in this episode and it never it never really got the focus it needed until the final act, which really did make you set up and pay attention. But it took a little while getting there for me. Yeah, they were trying to complete the story of the pilot. And they yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Like, it's it's fine. You know, <laughs> it is. I mean, like so for just to say it is a solid episode. Of it TV. is like it just has flaws. Like you to, just like it's hard not to put like when you like are aware of the history of the show it's hard not to like put on those like glasses of like what went wrong you know yeah mm -hmm. it's hard not to look at it through that lens while still loving it because like it is what it is nothing can be changed <laughs> that's true well it's so free like to go back to the racial profiling well first of all the case of the week is that a woman gets attacked in a park by four masked figures who Tarzan yeah. beats up and sends on their way. Then you find out that all of those figures are privileged young white men. And it is a, a black young man who is actually being interrogated. And those four get beat up by Tarzan again at the end of the episode. But I'm like, where are we, where are we going? So is this, is this about classism? Is this about the ways in which uh, and we're commenting on how rich white privilege where like because he clicked his car open as like, ooh, in 2003 we were doing that so you and i saw the um the sporty car to the side too i was like so y'all just terrorizing people to terrorize with your one thousand dollar knives that don't look one thousand dollars by the way i saw that knife and i was like, I didn't know that knives could cost that much and not like what type of steel is in that blade <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, and Jane was just like going through the catalog while, while the lady was being like, she was being asked questions and Jane's just flipping. I was like, that's a lot of knives. Whose catalog is this? Um, <laughs> but like, it's just, I was trying to fill out 
like fill what they were doing for the case of the week. And I was like, is it going to end up as like, are the cases of the week going to feel a little mundane? Are they going to feel like a little, a um, little unfinished? Like they just present. Yeah. A little paint by numbers. Presented, yeah. And then you have to connect the dots yourself. I don't know. Maybe. It's, it's, a, it's an interesting approach. It is. I just, I wasn't prepared for that to be the case of the week. I thought that was just going to be the opening action sequence. And not yeah, it's a lot for like your like first one. Mm -hmm. It was pretty big, you know, thematically at least. Yeah. Uh, also, is it wasn't me or was the opening sequence giving Power Rangers just a tad with the, <laughs> with the tour? Yeah, he was running and they were jump. Well, she was running and they were like jumping after her. They were reminding me of like the booties. Um, it is that's what they're called. Um, from Power Rangers, except they just weren't white with gray faces. And it's just like, we leave Saban alone. Like, yeah, part <laughs> of me was like, um, that's another thing kind of like about the show that I'm kind of like dream dreaming up is like i kind of wish they had leaned a little bit more into like fantasy and like sci-fi supernatural mm -hmm. and like i know it, it, it's not based on a comic or anything there's a story book mm -hmm. it's a book but like, i think it's the old tarzan book like i think they just have to say that it's based on that because it's ip but i don't think it's based on um like a another adaptation of the tarzan story yeah i'm kind of like i kind of wish it was like a poppy like comic-y early 2000s camp kind of thing mm -hmm. like wasn't the hospital in smallville like purple and it was like <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> like i just kind of wanted to feel less like i i love the there's no right way to like to uh adapt a character as famously as this right like mm -hmm. someone's always gonna have their own take on it and to say, like, I'm not saying this is the wrong one, but I'm just kind of like, what if it had been a little less realistic? Like, she wasn't working for the NYPD or, like, I don't know what her profession could have been that was a little less, like, grounded in reality and a little bit more charged. Um, I don't even know what Jane was. Wasn't she just, like, she? I, the only thing I can see from the animated Disney movie is she's in a yellow dress. <laughs> yeah. she's a, so her father's a researcher, and so she is, too, by extension. I don't, Disney didn't really dabble into how that would have been difficult for a woman um, in that time. I don't, she wouldn't necessarily have been taken seriously, which I think does get discussed at one point in the Disney movie, but she's a researcher. Hmm. But, yeah, I'm just kind of like, what if the villains had names or, like, Greystoke was a little bit more sinister because it's kind of giving like it's a fictional company entity it looks like it could be like campy fun I don't know just kind of like the thoughts that are rumbling through my head while watching kind of like kind of like wishing that it had uh, I just wanted it to succeed you know I'm watching it and I'm loving it and I'm like oh I wish it had a longer like lifespan and like what would have helped it get there and I don't know there's no right answers but that's just where my brain was going through this episode and there's another part should I just like launch into it I don't know let's I'll soft launch and I'll see where it takes us <laughs> um but I was thinking like throughout the episode like um certain things that were happening like what would have how would the season end I know we still have six more episodes um but like like what would have been different in season two and i'm like they probably either would have cut nikki or like developed her character more so she's more involved in the plot and i'm thinking like um michael right her boyfriend he this character has a shelf life mm -hmm. sorry to him but i'm just watching this episode and they are running through things with him and it's he, my in my mind i'm like he either <laughs> just is written off and leaves the show because he's he gets caught as a bad guy or he dies and i'm like that would have been a great like season like season finale like he dies <laughs> it happened in this episode <laughs> <laughs> i was shaken because i was like i thought that i had like a cool like 10 minutes before the scene on the rooftop <laughs> and i'm like no he's he tarzan's gonna pull him up he did not pull him up he slipped on that blood and fell to his death 
I was shaken. I was like, I did not expect that to happen in episode two. I would have expected in episode <laughs> eight or twenty-two. Yeah. <laughs> I completely Which is like a good thing. Hard. Like do things. Like whatever. Like make things happen. But it was just funny to me that I was like, Michael's probably gonna die in this show, and then he did. <laughs> <laughs> that really caught me off guard. And I know what you mean. I feel like right up until the point where he seen Jen walk off with Tarzan in New York today, everything they did with Michael in that episode was fine. We were laying the groundwork. We were pulling back from how Hardy came on in uh, the at the end of the pilot. And then we were slowly building back up towards that. But as soon as he saw Jane with Tarzan, he was like in her apartment, which was kind of weird in her apartment when she wasn't there. He kind of like almost covered in sweat and then forcing her to marry him. I was like, this is escalating very, very it's quickly. very toxic, the relationship. Yeah. I hate how every so. time she kept like bowing to him or not literally, but like she's like, oh, no, no, it's okay. I'm like, Jane, girl. Yeah. I and know it's... you have a little bit more like backbone to you than that. I just didn't. That made me feel like her character was a little bit underdeveloped. Mm -hmm. Sorry, that might be controversial but it's not just like i i don't like that and i think that's the point i don't think you're supposed to be rooting for her as michael but i was just like ah and then uh, and that's it and that's that's why when that this is where nikki's purpose came in she served her purpose as a sounding board just so that jen could say how she felt and then that scene took place off screen but anyway then jen, nikki could offer up her two cents and then she jen was like I shouldn't be doing this to Michael. And yeah, no, I understand catching feelings for someone else when you're with someone is obviously wrong and all that, but you can't help how you feel. I do understand the conflict there. But then she's like, he deserves better. And I'm like, what about him in this episode made you feel like that? You know what yeah, I mean? Like, Girl, what, you need to give the receipts because I'm not on the same page as you. <laughs> this is why like, if we weren't running through plot. This would have explained something because what we need is backstory. I, I for them, I do. I don't think it's controversial to say that Jane, at least in terms of her relationship with Michael, is underdeveloped because she it, there is a power dynamic in their relationship um, that is not equal, uh, and he is very pushy. And I'm like, I need some things. Did something happen on the job with him that she's been tiptoeing um, around with him? To, like, that might have pushed him to want to get married and move in or move in with each other faster. Like, is uh, some of the things that she was talking about was a little wild. Uh, when she was on the roof and she got in between Tarzan and um, Michael, and I, I jotted this down because she alarmed me. She said, "If you want to hit somebody, hit me." Uh, and I was like, "Whoa, that that was a lot." I was like, "Why?" And he didn't like his face changed a little bit, but there was no even there wasn't protestation necessarily from him. I was like, "Your girlfriend just yelled, hit me if you're gonna hit somebody.' Shouldn't that have like immediately snapped your brain into what are you talking about? Because mm -hmm. what is that? Like, I'm just yeah. there's I he's giving lifetime movie boyfriend who's obsessed and will die at the end." see yeah it's a lot and as like, the motivation is so yeah the motivation is limited you can only go so far and that ultimately resulted in his untimely death which like r.i.p so sorry but you know yeah, well, i'm not sorry crumbles. he was doing yeah. too much for me i was very scared for jane at, at, at points and i feel like had they um you know, built more with them had we gone through, well, they'd gotten 22 episodes, but also they decided they were going to flesh out that relationship across 22 episodes. They really could have given Nikki more to do because how do, we don't even quite know how Nikki felt about um If there Michael. was, he was in the apartment and Nikki's always coming out of her room like, what's going on, Jane? It's like, <laughs> have the girl interact with um Michael, sorry, I forgot his name. And literally, there's a Michael sitting in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> the superior Michael. Um, like, yes. Yeah. What, like, have her tangle with him. Have her not like him. We don't really mm -hmm. have any, like... I don't know why Jane likes loves Michael. Clearly, there's, like, conflict of her feelings for him. because She doesn't immediately want to marry him. But she still does feel so tethered to this relationship. She doesn't want to lose him. And I'm like, but girl, why? Mm-hmm. And I know it's not like Tarzan is like this secondary thing on her periphery. Like she has a connection and interest and she doesn't know why that's fine. It's not really enough to want to break up with your longtime boyfriend, but I just want to know why those doubts 
about Tarzan are also butting heads with doubts that are already present before this jungle man even came into your life. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. we just don't know that. And I think it's a disservice to both Jane and Nikki. If they're going to flop the Bechtel test, let's just do it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I want Nikki to say, I hate Michael. You need to dump him. Like, let's just flop that Bechtel test like right up front. And like, I want to hear more. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because she could have been like, Michael's bland. And like, like they really, she could have just explained that. Cause I feel like the, the difference between the two relationships and it's like so minor because they're not fleshed out, but is that it seems that she has fun with Tarzan and she could like when they, uh, this show does really well when it comes to shots, dialogue with shots. Like when they're, yeah. when Michael's watching the two of them run away, it's very cute. It's We're cute. running around a cute around the um, corner, like kids. And I'm like, okay, if it's because he makes her feel young and makes her feel less serious when she's a very serious person, then give us give us to the give that to us in dialogue too. Like tell like talk about it, him be, making her feel like a free spirit and Michael is the direction that she should focus on. He's supposed to be a star police officer. He wants everything she wants. Like we want the the house with the picket fence, the 2.5 kids and the dog. Like if that's who he is and that's what you thought you wanted, but you're realizing you don't quite want that, then that should have been written into the show. Yeah. And this is the thing. What we've seen from Janet Michael hasn't exactly been adorable or endearing there were some nice moments in the first episode but in this one there was there was absolutely nothing like in the pilot he uh, put jane uh, jane's partner sam down and now in this episode uh they kind of there was that moment that could have been cute had it carried on in that moment in direction but it didn't between uh jane michael and sam where they were like oh look jane has a gut feeling this woman never has a gut feeling and everybody was laugh laughing and endearing and nice and then michael's face just dropped well we have a lead and we're going to follow that completely undermined how she felt completely undermined her her um what's the word independent thinking all of that just completely dropped and like what do you see in this man because i don't see anything you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And the story wasn't giving. As an arc, Michael's story is perfect, but front-loading it all in the first two episodes, we missed an awful lot of the important stuff. Yeah, like we even talked about how he teamed up with Tarzan. Well, maybe we did mention it, but like he teamed up with Tarzan's uncle to like capture him to get him away from Jane, which I feel like was his entire motivation. She's mm -hmm. fine, whatever, mm -hmm. do your thing. But like that would have been such an interesting season-long arc of watching him team up with um john senior junior i don't know how many johns no, there were richard richard oh i'm yeah. sorry there's i don't know <laughs> can't keep them all straight but like that would have been such an interesting mystery of like him keeping that from jane for many episodes mm. but still trying to woo her and like then within the episodes we could have seen more of like what jane seasoned him and like they could have developed more of like jane and tarzan and then some of the like the stories the episodic stories could have played into it i don't know I, like i just as soon as we got that scene which was a really nice scene of him in the chair um which i don't know why he said john clayton to his uncle because it's like the uncle knows who he is but whatever have your villain moment <laughs> <laughs> and it like spinned around and we were sp spin spun and we saw that he was talking to his uncle and it was like the big like <gasps> the big reveal that he's actually dirty which was my theory last week Okay, but on like on top of that though, we're seeding plot points and then we're not going after them, we're not hooking them. Because like Kathleen said, Richard has cops on his payroll. And I thought that was gonna mean we're gonna find we're gonna get confirmation that Michael is on his payroll. And then no, Michael just showed up at his place because he wanted Tarzan to to like be away from Jane. And I was like, no, 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 you planted the seed. Let the seed grow. Yeah. Like we could have right, shown there's so that. much like good like seed yeah. planting, and then it's like <laughs> We either just like didn't let it grow or we forgot that we planted it or something. I don't know. I wish they would have just let some things breathe a little bit more. I don't know if that would have helped the case. Mm -hmm. It is what it is, as I said, but it's it's so fun watching a show that you enjoy watching and you can kind of like see the potential and you're like, ah. Yeah, it's like you're researching it, looking like looking back in history, like what could have went it went wrong, but right, or what could have gone different and why it went so wrong. Um. There's just so much in there and I agree. And it feels like to Sabrina's point about the foreshadowing and the seeding information, I remember saying last week that 
Michael and Richard crossed paths outside that restaurant he was at with Jen and it implied they knew each other. And then this week it kind of just felt like a complete reset as in the yeah. only reason I'm here is because I need you. I'm like, no, I thought these two characters knew each other. So it felt like they rewatched the pilot multiple times and thought there's potential for a story here, but just started it again from the beginning in the second episode and then ran through all of it in one episode. Don't get me wrong. I actually wrote down on my notes when watching it, we're doing this in the second episode. If we have this high intensity for every single at one of these eight episodes, this is going to be a ride and I can't wait to experience it. But it feels like now in retrospectively looking back, maybe it could have slowed things down a bit more. I know. I love the like, I'm like, wow, we're really doing things. But I'm like, we have six more. What's going to happen? I don't know. I hope in those six episodes that we get um, some information on what Greystoke actually does. Because yeah, yeah they- see, I was wondering too. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're like this like billion dollar company. I'm like, great, six what do billion? they do? Mm-hmm. That's that the inheritance. inheritance. Yes. And, and someone a- was like, that's a lot of money. And I'm like, yeah, it is. <laughs> yes. And I'm just like, okay, so I get that Kathleen and Richard are fighting over it because like something's got to give with John's side of the inheritance. But poor but, Kay, what's happening? Why? I know, why? Know? <laughs> like, what are we, and then Kathleen's like, Greystoke used to invest in people. And I'm like, okay, but what does Greystoke do? How did they invest in people? What right, it has exactly like a, what way? Like logo, it looks kind of like comic-y villain sinister. And I'm like, what do they do? do they, are they like swindling money out of people? Like I want it to kind of be like campy. I don't know. Yeah, know. it's very much like, Lex Luthor and Lex Corp right? or Luthor yeah. Corp. Yeah. Um, and that's why it, to, to go back to your guys earlier point, I agree that it would be slightly more fun if it was slightly more supernatural or fantasy driven. There's nothing wrong with everything they're doing and following a procedural format, but Smallville followed a procedural format. The only difference was it was a villain of the week that had superpowers every week in Smallville. They were teenagers, whereas this we've gone full scale law and order and trying to balance that with all the intricacies of the Tarzan property. And these versions of the characters, it just feels like there's an awful lot going on and hasn't found its identity yet. It feels yeah. a little undercooked, genre-wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, can, can we get Sophie for a second? Because like, if yeah. we were going full camp, there are two things that they could do after this episode, which I know they're not going to, um, which is that Greystoke is a tech company. Um, and the reason why Tarzan has everything, like he can hear any smell or whatnot, is because of advancements that his uncle did doing to experiment on him. But also that's the way you bring Michael back as the big bad of the later part of the season because oh, they, they're testing on him and getting his DNA. They're going to put it into Michael or something. Yes. And they make him a cyborg. Ooh. And so then you have like this, like Tarzan cyborg fight at the end of the season. And then my other idea would be that just because they did the casting so well for Kathleen and Tarzan, She's actually his mom, not his aunt. <gasps> oh, that'd be Wait. Wait. How? If they made her like under, like she was young or something when she had him and they gave the baby to her, um, to her brother. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I was like, wait. Because like, if her brother. <laughs> the equation in, in my mind was not. <laughs> like, not a equation. Different. <laughs> different. <laughs> yeah. Cause so like, if she's supposed to be the youngest of the three and she had the baby young and the, the family it would shame the family, you would give, um, John Jr. to, um, the brother. Especially if, like, he and his wife couldn't have children naturally. Mm-hmm. That way they could, so the baby would stay in the family and they could make sure he was raised the way they wanted him to be raised. And she could still see him, but she'd have to pretend to be his aunt and not his birth. Oh, what if there's like a genetic thing in Tarzan and um, Richard is all miffed because he doesn't have it and that's what part of the testing is? Mm-hmm. But Kathleen has it. And that's why and we hired like, Zena. Yeah, she's kept it like secret all these years, but she can like hear things and smell things. Maybe she can't jump on buildings because I feel like that's from his, you know, he was trained, classically trained in the jungle. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that's that would be an interesting uh, plot point. But still, like, you got to deal with the cops. You know what I mean? It's like that's a whole other world. You know, I wish we weren't. Well, uh, well, see if they didn't make Jane a cop, but Sam was still her best friend. Then you could still have like a small cop yeah, we portion of the story. They didn't take see, everything. Two, over. We could have retooled. We could have, you mm-hmm. know, you know, laid it all out flat and like what worked, what didn't. Let's get Jane out of the force. <laughs> <laughs> Private investigator. <laughs> well, 
right? Yes, that'd been nice. That'd been that'd been cool. I just feel like there's just you're right. The the cop aspect of it is dragging us down because it doesn't feel like the showrunners care about that aspect of the show. Yeah. They mm-hmm. love the Tarzan I mean, it's a bits good idea. It's a good idea. Um, and I can see where they kind of wanted to bring that into like the darkness, the bleak, like setting, like CD crime in New York. I don't know. And unfortunately, I think that was really maybe popular at the time. And ZWB didn't really have anything like that. So they were like, let's just put Tarzan and cops and like try to get fantasy and like crime together. Mm-hmm. And that did work eventually with Grimm. Ten years right, later, very true. But yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, the WB was like trying to. I feel like stuff way too much into Tarzan. Yeah, and I agree. I feel like it would. It, it's a great concept, and this is where it maybe would have worked better if it was a movie. I feel like if it's something like that had been released in theaters back then, it might have been a hit because it's the same. I made this comparison last week. Predator One was all about soldiers getting lost in the jungle with the predator. So in season or in the second one, they decided to flip it on its head and take him into the concrete jungle, and it was all about Danny Glover being a detective trying to track him down. That works for a one and done story, but now that we're trying to do this week after week after week the one and done stories are never going to be as interesting as the main plot. So it, it'll reach a stage where it feels like it's taken away from it. And when you've all the like uh, law and order kind of jargon and police jargon to talk through, it does take away from the main story. It not It's not affecting me yet, but like you guys said, yeah. we're looking back on it retroactively and thinking, is this going to become a problem as it goes on? And it feels like it could. Mm-hmm. I feel the like I mentioned this. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like I mentioned this either last week or on one of our calls, but I really want to know like the oral, oral history, like the deep history of the show. Like how long had the idea been developed? Because we've seen instances where like the idea comes up and it's fast tracked. The studio just like great idea. The pitch sold. It's on TV by the next fall. Like I want to know how quickly this idea had been gestating before it ended up on air because if like was it super fast tracked because it had to be in reaction to something that was a hit you know what i mean mm-hmm. i feel like that is constantly how tv works is like something hits and then they put like five more shows in development across the studios <laughs> and they try to duplicate that like same vibe or feel like vampire Diaries twilight like very much of the era mm-hmm. so i'm like how long did this have time to cook and did that do a disservice to the final product and why Eric kind of felt like he did all he could do in an hour? <laughs> we, we do have to do a deep dive because I don't know how we do that. Should well, we DM Eric Kripke? <laughs> you know what? Let's make a notation. <laughs> we should. But like, because the thing, I feel like, so if I'm trying to remember the landscape of TV, right? Tarzan would be filling a gap that we have. We would have had back then because I believe Hercules, obviously, and Xena were off air. And so, and those were long running. But that wasn't even WB at that point, it was UPN, but still. Yeah. So, like, maybe we were like, where where is our sci fi supernatural, like, IP that people will be interested in? I do think that it's supposed to, like, serve as the. As as I don't know, the, the, the next generation of fans. Like, if you liked Hercules and Xena, Maybe you like Tarzan. Or like if you like Angel it, it was Beauty and Beast too. Was it done? Or was that 2005? I think it ended in 2005. Was I right? Yeah, maybe they were hmm. trying to get like another angel where he's like a vampire in LA fighting. Was he, doesn't he like fight lawyers? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. <laughs> he was a private investigator as well. So yeah. it definitely mixed the idea of like the law abiding hero with the supernatural. But no, I know what you mean. I feel like the stars really could have aligned with this. It's just unfortunately a mis- mis- a mixture of things created a bit of a mismatch at times and the balance wasn't quite right. Mm-hmm. But my goodness, isn't it so fun when we discover stuff like this where it's just like lightning in a bottle? Like, I love this it. This existed. <laughs> and it's just like an anomaly and so fun. And like, I honestly wouldn't change a thing about Tarzan, even though no. we spent an hour talking about how we change it. <laughs> I think it's the potential though i like there's just so much richness in yeah. uh like the the cast for the most part has like 
great chemistry together. Like there, there are dynamics that you definitely want to see more of. I think outside of obviously the Tarzan um, and Jane scenes, there my two favorite scenes are when literally Nikki's just listening to Jane try to talk herself out of having an attraction to Tarzan and Nikki's just sitting there like, um, even though you sound frustrated, you clearly like this man and you've there's more here here but here in this conversation than there's ever been with you talking about michael so maybe we should think about that and no dialogue for that it's just clear all over her face Mm -hmm. and then my other favorite scene is her and sam when he when she's like he's like it's something real different about you i don't know what's going on and she said she's gonna walk because she's all tarzan but he doesn't know that um and he when she's like i'm gonna walk he's like it's 12 blocks and she's like, I want some fresh air. He's like, see right there. That's different. <laughs> like their rapport is one of the best things on the show. Yeah. I love both her with both of those characters. We need more. I mean, I mean, that's why Michael needed to die because it's just, mm. he wasn't giving with Jane. Mm. No, but it would have been such a good season long arc. I maintain that. Yeah. Agreed. Like, I can, mm-hmm. I can see it. I can see the outline in my head, but I mean, I'm not, I wasn't in the writer's room. I wasn't crafting the story. So, I mean, maybe they, I'm sure they, discussed all options maybe they didn't i don't know but But yeah what an episode yeah are there is there anything else i feel like oh the song the ending song oh my gosh oh yes yes fallen by sarah mclaughlin which i was like and we got the we got the theme song for the first time oh right yeah yeah try try but palo alto is the song i like the opening credits too me too good I miss opening credits like that. They just make you feel the feeling of the show right off the bat. And I was into it. They don't make them like that anymore. Just that Sarah McLaughlin song too is just like WB. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is why I wish it was like a season finale scene. <laughs> because then you really <laughs> yeah. get the emotion of they're parted, but they're really attracted to one another. But now she feels guilty because Michael is dead. And in some ways Tarzan is somewhat responsible but also michael's that charged him that's the aspect that makes it so kind of like frustrating too is that like she lost michael so early and she has all these strange feelings about it while also wrestling with her feelings for tarzan and now there's like that blame aspect too and i'm kind of like oh this is like you know it's like as a viewer i mean it's great storytelling but as a viewer you're kind of like frustrated about like no i wanted her to actually just like tarzan and now it's so complicated <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and that would have been a great way to kick off season two i've seen i think it was arrows first season i've seen that so much many times when the couple that are attracted to each other the other person in that triangle dies of course then there's blame on the per on one of the people and they can't be together because of it and how could you do that that it very much feels like that could have been like a second season or a second a movie kind of story. Now These episodes have been a season each. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is so true. I feel like we should end it there. I don't think we're going to get better then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but again, you guys join us on our Tarzan journey. You will have to Google to find the episodes. But once you do watch the episodes with us, give us your opinion in the comments. Or if you did watch it when it was airing, did you enjoy it? Did you not like Please. it? enlighten us give us the history yeah. do you know because <laughs> we would we, we're history buffs and we would love to know like how this was like what was the vibe on the internet back and in the day eric kripke if this reaches your side of the world at cw spiral on twitter we mm. like give us the tea please yes please <laughs> or come on the pod I'm also sorry we're talking about the show, but also not because it's great. (laughs) (laughs) We're having the best time. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Well, that ends this episode of CW Spiral. I'm Sabrina. I'm Michael. And I'm Reed. Bye, y'all.